Would you rather win the Tour de France or save a bunch of pets from a burning building? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Let's chat. Welcome to the Center Cuts Center Chat. I'm Vance Bufflegs. And I'm Michael. And today, we are talking about lots of things that mean nothing. Isn't that what we always do, Dave? But we have a fun chat planned for you around Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes, if you haven't listened to the episode already with the extraordinary Matt Kelly, please go do that. Did you get my Lance Armstrong joke? I did. Speaking of... Lance Armstrong jokes. We are discussing today two of Pee Wee's feats from the movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Would we rather win the Tour de France, which he did in his dream, or save a bunch of animals from a burning pet store, which he actually did? And for me, this one essentially boils down to whether or not we want to be Lance Armstrong or Reconnaissance Heartstrong. Get it? Because we're retrieving things and we have a big heart. I'll go burn in the pet store. We both made Lance Armstrong name jokes. Yeah, I do not want to be Lance Armstrong, but there are other peeps that I wouldn't mind being. That's true. He's not the only person that's won. You don't have to lose a testicle to win the race. Accurate. But you do need to dope. You Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a ton to clarify here, but there is a couple minor things. I think there's a decent amount of things that we have to clarify. All right, well, yeah. let's, let's clarify then. All right, well, number one, does choosing one preclude us from doing the other? Like, if I save the animals, am I barred from racing in the Tour de France for the rest of my life? This was my primary question. Is this like a <laughs> Batman and Joker situation? You can only save one. <laughs> yeah, like if I win the race and then I see some burning animals, I just have to, no, oh, I got to eat some barbecue tonight. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Or what about doing the same thing? Like, if I win the race once, can I try to repeat to win the race again? Or like, if I save animals once, can I then save them again also? That's a good point. Like, do I now have the skills necessary to become a superhero in this respective thing just driving around the country saving animals <laughs> or being the, the best biker boy yeah i think it's open i think obviously we guarantee one or the other but it doesn't stop us from doing the other like i think if we saw some animals burning and we already won the tour de france we could probably save yeah them. number two clarification did i get really good at bike racing or does the rest of the world get very very bad because obviously Tour de France requires a lot more preparation than just going into a burning building. Well, yeah, but I also think that there there is absolutely a scenario in which you don't know anything about fire and how it works True. and you run into a burning building to save a pets and immediately die. Or make it worse. Like it was just a small fire and now it's a giant fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, like true. one rabbit was going to die and then you managed to burn the whole place to the ground and now now everybody's fucked. Yeah. So I think for the spirit of the question, let's just say then that we're magically successful at both without any preparation. So guaranteed success. Whatever we choose, we are going to be guaranteed that we are successful at that thing. Yes. I am also not going to decide to be in the Tour de France. And although I might perform decently, submit myself to 110-ish hours on a bicycle going up and down mountains just to lose. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Good. So we're on the same page there. Number three, how many animals do I have to save? Like, is this a Noah's Ark type situation where I just have to save two of each? Like, I'm just scooping out two betta fish and running down the aisle with two puppies under my arms like they're footballs? No. 
I mean, yeah, in the spirit of Pee-wee, I think it is just you are saving as many animals as humanly possible that would be normally found in a pet store. Okay. All right. You're not going to go in there and like have to save a tiger or some bullshit. Okay. Normal pets and maybe a monkey. Okay. My only other clarification, because I do think it's important, is that a large portion of the argument on the Tour de France side is that we would make some money. Mm-hmm. And... A larger portion of that, too, is that what the time frame, like, are we talking that we're winning the Tour de France in peewee time in 1985? Or are we talking today? Ooh, I didn't think about that. Let's I think I'm on board with saying today for both things. I think today, too. Let's start off by being selfish. Let's continue talking about the money while we're while we're already discussing it. And I think the thing to drive home here is that most likely, unless somebody starts a GoFundMe for me after I'm getting zero dollars for saving the animals, just flat out, unless I'm also saving money from the cash register. It's a non-monetary transactional event. Yeah, I think the only way that you would turn it into a monetary transaction is if it, I mean, we're talking about 2022 here. So if it went viral enough where you were invited on to like talk shows and stuff like that and were good enough at branding that could then turn that into something. Right, or I could create an NFT of me with snakes in my hands. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, so I think it is possible that it could be turned into into something monetary, but the probability of that occurring is slim. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. All right. Agreed. So you did do some research on the paycheck for winning the race. So let's dive into those numbers so we have a better understanding of what I can actually expect to put in my pockets. I'm thinking that before we talk about what we're going to put in our pockets from the Tour de France, we should talk about what we could potentially be putting in our pockets in this episode. Is that a transition to a center commercial? It was. Hey. Are you tired of having no one to share your newest obsession with? Do you wish you could just force your friends to love what you love? That's what we did. I'm Nick. And I'm Marcus. And we are Now Try This. A podcast where two best friends get together every week to force each other to watch the things they love. We've done Die Hard, Gilmore Girls, and Hunter x Hunter, to name a few. We've also done Hawkeye, Chucky, Sex in the City, a whole bunch of stuff. To name a few more. Nick, <laughs> give me a five minutes. Did you just course correct me in the middle of our ad? <laughs> they can find us uh, now. Try this where you can where you can find all podcasts to, uh, to find us. Man, you know, you messed me up. <laughs> now try this is our podcast. Come subscribe. You'll have a good time. I promise. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I also promise. <laughs> now try this. Subscribe today. Well, you should definitely check that out. And after you do. Send us some feedback at thecentercutcast at gmail.com. Or check us out on all the socials. You know that Instagram is our secret lover social media platform. At the underscore center underscore cut. It's our favorite. Hit us up. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. So before we get too deep into the money, let me just give a general explanation of how the Tour de France works. There are 22 teams that compete in the Tour de France. There are 21 stages that cover 3,500 kilometers or just over 2,100 miles of ground. That is a lot of ground. Essentially, the important parts are there are a bunch of different stages. Each day is a different stage. And some of them are flat. Some of them are mountains. Some of them are, you know, shit like that. But 
each one covers about 225 kilometers and takes five-ish hours to complete. Essentially, the winner of the Tour de France is the person with the quickest overall time to complete all the stages. So it's it's really just a really long time trial mm. where, you know, at the start of each stage, you're starting your clock again. And when you finish, you're ending it again. Whoever has the quickest time is the overall winner. In terms of winnings, though, not only does the winner get money, but you get money for winning stages or being the king of the hill, which is the person who is the best climber in mountain parts. And you get money for being the best sprinter or like, you know, sucking the most dicks or whatever. Wow. I I don't know. But essentially, there are a lot of different ways that you can earn some money. But essentially, the main winner, the person who had the quickest time, is going to receive about 500,000 euros or 567 United States dollarinos for winning the race. After that, there's all those other stages and stuff like you get 11,000 for every stage that's won if you mm. if you win multiple stages, stuff like that. And you're probably winning stages, at least a few, if you're the overall winner. That's the idea. You also get like if you're every day that you are the leader, you get a little bit of uh, extra money, which is funny because like you're talking in thousands of dollars for pretty much everything else. If you're the le- each day you're the leader, you get 300 bucks. <laughs> and it's like, point? why is that why even there? It? Yeah. Why? What's the point? It's not even and enough to pay it. for my travel yeah, over it's there. Like like, not, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> it's like, really? In total, I calculated everything. I mean, we talked about being magically good at this thing. Like, if it was like you were the Flash competing in Tour de France and no one could even come close to touching you, you would earn somewhere around a million dollars. Wow. Okay. If you win, like, literally everything. Got it. And that's with my very loose, probably very wrong calculations. <laughs> but give or take. Okay, that's more than I thought. That's so that's good. That's a lot of money. However, no one has ever even come yeah. close to doing that. The most recent Tour de France winner won about 620,000, I believe. So, it was about 100,000 more than the total purse that they got at the end. So, they won a few stages here and there and they're $300 a day for being a leader and shit like that. <laughs> All right, so it's about 600k. Hold on. There's one last important thing to take into consideration. There is a long-standing tradition that the winner splits their winnings with their team of nine. Mm. So if you are to follow that tradition, you would be looking closer to about 100K. Well, that sucks. But okay, Not I'll great. still go with it though. I'll st- I mean, still, and I, and I, it didn't talk about like what the percentages are. Like, I would assume like if you're the winner, okay, I won six hundred thousand, I get three hundred thousand, and I take the other three hundred thousand and split it among my eight teammates, and they each get like only fifty thousand yeah, bucks or whatever. Like, I'm not giving a hundred thousand to the guy who greased my wheels. Well, no, this is this is like teammates on the course, like oh, helping you okay. to win. Gotcha. These are like eight other dudes on bikes on the course with you that are trying to help you win. Okay. Which is also really weird. It's like each team has like a person that they they think could win. Everyone else there is kind of just there to like help them get to that where they need to be so they can earn the money. That's why it's split the way it is is Got because it. like they're doing all the grunt work. Yeah. But again, we're magically good. Maybe we just like we don't even have a team. We just show up and we're like, we're going to fucking win this and everyone else could just suck it. And then we do dominate. I think I'm going lone wolf. Even if I say it's only, uh, even if I say I only win like 200 grand, I'll, I'll take that. You know how much Entenmann's Danish I could buy with 200 grand? A lot of Entenmann's Danish. I could make a full bodysuit of stale Entenmann's and just walk around the house like a weird version of Pee Wee, just playing with hardened Danishes. Entenmann's, if you're listening, pay us. You replied via Instagram and then ignored us. <sighs> I want your Entenmann's money. Honestly, guys, real talk. I don't even care about the money. Just send me some Entenmann's Danish. <laughs> If you just put me on like a week stipend of like getting a Danish a week, I'm good. Like I'm 
cool, man. <laughs> At any rate, that's a lot of money. I would do many bad things for five hundred thousand or even two hundred thousand dollars. I am yeah. not one of those southern anti-gay prude to be like, no, I would not suck a penis for 500000 I think penises are gross, and I would be mm-hmm. mowing down like it was a $10 buffet if there was half a mil paycheck at the end. Yeah, if someone just offered me, like, you know, your mortgage is taken care of, student loans are taken care of, all your debt is gone. And you just gotta suck one you dick. You just gotta suck one dick. Yeah, okay. You, I do one shitty job, and then I don't have to work for five years? You're telling me you wouldn't do, like, a five to ten minute job to have five years off? You are a bold-faced liar, and I hope you have fun in your big top of lies, you clown. Yeah. Here's a fun stat that I think you'll find important. You would sweat. I didn't think about the sweating. God damn it. You, I mean, both of these are sweaty. That's but true. One is yeah. only going to be an afternoon and the other one's going to be 21 days. Oh. You would sweat about 50 gallons. Oh, my Lord. 50 gallons of sweat. The stat I found actually said that you would sweat enough to flush a toilet 39 times. <laughs> And I had to then look up how many gallons of water it takes to flush a toilet, which is 1.2 with current advancements in toilet flushing technology. It used to be 1.8, just in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) You really went ham on the research on this, Dave. I really, really (laughs) did research this time. Yeah. All right. I'm all worked up about the the essing of the Ds. Now, as much (laughs) as I am not an animal person, I don't want to see them die. I don't. I am an animal person, and I most certainly wouldn't want to see them die. But that's the best part of this, Dave, is just because I'm saving them. <laughs> that is the best part? Well, no, that that just because I'm not doing it doesn't mean I have to see it happen. It's not like I'm parked outside with a fold-up chair just eating popcorn while they squeal. Out of sight, out of mind. But you'd know. I don't have to see it happen. There's an old Cameron Diaz movie, but she's essentially presented with a button, and the button is, if you press this, you'll receive a million dollars, but someone in the world will die. But you don't know who it is. Is. But you don't know who it could be. Someone you know could be someone you I don't, don't think know. I could do could it. Be I anybody. I, I don't think I'd press the button. But you could press the button to kill a whole store of animals for five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Number one, they're just animals. But number two, there are thousands of other people who can save them. Let them take the risk. They can be the hero. We're not condemning the animals to death. You know, I love animals. I do love all, almost all animals equally, except for snakes. Fuck them. I would have left them in there. Pee Wee is braver than me because I fucking hate them. But I do love all animals. However, animals in a pet store aren't pets yet. You know, that's true. They are just essentially wild animals still like, yes, if it was a question of, you know, a family pet who they've had for 10 years. And if I go in there and try and save them, like I am saving that family, the pain of losing their family pet. Like I understand what that feels like. I have dogs and I love them. However, these pets don't have the same impact. Because they are in pet store waiting to be adopted or purchased or whatever, whatever you're talking about. So, like, it does kind of a little bit not feel as bad. And I fucking hate to say that. And I hate that you made me think this. But like, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Like, they're, you see I mean, dead deer animals. All the time. Like, like it, like survival of the fittest. Like animals kill animals all the time. Like, who knows? Maybe it was a wolf who started this fire, and then it was just like. You know, nature. Right. If like if you're driving down if you're driving down the street and you see a squirrel and you either have to hit that squirrel or steer your way into an eighteen wheeler, you're probably gonna hit the squirrel. Yeah. Like you won't be happy about it, but I can't let my wife listen to this episode. <laughs> this can't it can't happen. All right. Well, saving animals is cool. We both agree. Like if it was just, hey, do you want to save animals or do nothing? I, I'd probably try to save the animals. Mm-hmm. But what if I get burned so bad that I'm just a walking scar for the rest of my life? Or or God forbid, what if the cost of saving these animals is 
is my own life. Mm. I'm not going to die so a bucket load of gerbils and a runt puppy get to live. That just doesn't make any sense. I agree with you, but at the same time, I already think that we clarified that we're just magically good at this thing. So my assumption would be that we would be saving these animals without any personal harm. Okay. I guess if we clarify that, then then I'll take that off the table. I just like, I don't want Frank 20 years from now to be recording an interview on death row. And they're like, why did you kill those four prostitutes? Sex work is legal now. And he's like, my dad died so that two kittens could get five more years on the planet I, I just i want to be here for my son that's my goal and once i win the tour de france and make enough money to take five years off work or put that money as a gift to him when he graduates he's not going to be a serial killer that's all i'm saying yeah and a way you could look at it too why don't i just take like a hundred thousand dollars of my of my winnings and donate that to like PETA? you know <laughs> then it's like so so then i kind of i kind of did both i won the tour de france and i got a bunch of money and then used some of that money to save hundreds if not thousands of additional pets lives yeah maybe more pets than you would have saved in the fire 30 pets died in the fire but i single-handedly funded PETA for a few months to be able to save pets from all kinds of terrible homes and shit like that cool i saved more pets than i would have if i just did the fire thing that's a very great point david that may be a clincher for me because then you get to have your cake and eat it too money solves everything man <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately it does it is extremely un- unfortunate but it does it's like i mean if you told me i'm gonna win the tour de france and get five hundred thousand, or save these pets and get three hundred thousand, yeah that would be a decision for me for yeah. real because i could get you know the moral victory of saving a bunch of pets but also get some kind of recompense for it is that even a word i don't know but i like it i'm keeping it in okay cool <laughs> ah I just fucking beat you out in a vocab i mean i never Whoa! said it wasn't a word you haven't ever heard of it oh Man, I feel so good. This is better than winning the episode. Well, here's one other thing, David. Yeah, you get between two hundred and six hundred thousand dollars for winning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I can also get ad money after the fact. Like, wasn't Lance Armstrong doing UPS and Nike ads and shit? Yeah. If you like really kick the tour's asshole right in, you could get some serious deals. Yeah, like Gatorade and McDonald's and Puffy could <laughs> give me some money. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's definitely the bike company that you go after. <laughs> and then the next Tour de France, you have to ride at like a, one of those little tiny BMX bikes. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a shill for anything for the right price. Let me tell you. If you really did well and you were marketable, then yeah, you're, you could you could turn it into all kinds of additional income. So in an effort to try and do as much research for saving animals as I did for the Tour de France, I was like, let's look up like people who got rich from doing good deeds. And I literally couldn't find anything. <laughs> the one story I did find was some dude jogging down the street and he saw that there was a fire in the house and he saw that there was a ring doorbell on the front. So he went and used the ring doorbell to reach out to the homeowner to let them know that their home was on fire. And one is that they were able to alert the authorities at that point, but also they gave him the code to their house so he could run in and save all of their pets. They had like three dogs and a rabbit and a cat or something. And also, you know, prevented this house from fully burning to the ground. What did he what did he get? (laughs) Yeah. Great question. Halfway through it, the owner said, I I wish I could just buy him dinner. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's what he got. He got dinner. Okay. That's what he got. What a terrible person. Saved my life and everything that's important to me. You want a burger? <laughs> yeah, you want a burger? Like, oh, man, thanks. Thanks for saving, you know, all my pets and my house. You just, like, literally saved my whole life. My wife is yours now. 
but it's just like I wish I could buy him dinner. I bet that person would take him to Applebee's too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nightmare. We'll go on Apple. I don't know the song. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> I want to get you dinner as we're pulling into McDonald's. There you go. There you go, bud. Here's your happy meal for making me happy. You did a good deed, and this is what you get. Diabetes. My last... (laughs) This is my last final point, Dave. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to touch any animals, man. They're dirty. They'll scratch and bite me because they're too stupid to understand I'm saving them. And I swear, if one poops on me mid-save, I'm throwing it right back into the fire. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, but there's like an equally good chance that some dude in the Tour de France is probably going to poop on you. So (laughs) fair point. Yeah, fair point. Plus 50 gallons of sweat, my dude. Yeah, 50 gallons. I don't think you can even fathom how much 50 gallons is. I drink a gallon of water a day. So that is a month and a half of me drinking. That's a that's a lot. That's like a bathtub full of sweat. That's a lot of sweat. I don't want to talk about it. All right, Dave, when it comes down to it, this is honestly just, do you want fame and money or do you want to do the likely unsung deed that benefits somebody or something other than yourself? Mm -hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready too. All right. Would you rather win the Tour de France or save a bunch of pets from a burning building? Tour. That's obvious. I mean, especially after my oh, my argument that was literally chat breaking, that you could just take some of the money that you won from the Tour de France and use it to help protect animals and save animals in the world. You could do a whole lot more good in just animal community in general by having some money to donate to that than you can by saving a small little thing of pets. As much as it is sad to say... I think that winning the tour not only benefits you, but could benefit the greater good in general. Yeah. And I just, I always do the right thing. It gets me nowhere and I'm tired of it. So I just, I'm going to be a little selfish for once. I'm going to take the oversized check and I bet I'd look good in biker pants. A little bit selfish for once. Yeah. Okay. And maybe if the pet store burns down, people will have to adopt old used up animals instead of going to buy a fancy new one. Because the fancy new ones are just, they're all burnt to a crisp like microwave bacon. Agreed. A pet store is selling breeded animals and, you know, you could go to a shelter and adopt an equally awesome pet mm-hmm. and instead of supporting a breeding culture. So we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. It's a big one. I'm surprised, David. I went into this expecting to be on the opposite side of you. Me too. I'm curious to see what people think on this. I think that if this is one of those ones where if people don't listen to the episode and just vote, they're going to vote for the pet because they are going to be selfless and because they're on the internet, of course, they're going to pretend that they're better than they actually are. But we're real. Mm -hmm. And also, I, you know, we have already made the argument that choosing the pets is actually selfish. So fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but if you do want to vote, however your soul tells you to vote. Unless it's saving the pets, then fuck you. (laughs) But please go do that on Instagram. We'll have a post up the day of this airing. Yeah, I mean, we told you we love it. Instagram's the best. And go hit it up because we love to hear what you think. And you might have an argument for us that we didn't even think of. It makes us both feel terrible about ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. Now, Dave, we're done with Pee Wee. We're done with the big adventure. What do we have coming up next? We're going to 1812 England. It's 1912. We're going to 1912 England. England. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) One, One more again. We're going to 1912 England with Maggie Smith. 
the only person who matters in the whole show. It's season one of Downton Abbey. We're doing Downton Abbey, and here's a little wrinkle. It's not called a season. They, it's because it's British. They call it a series. Series one. Those crazy bastards over in the UK. So we're doing that, and we want you on board. So please come check it out in a week. Yes, it's going to be very exciting. We're forcing Michael to watch another period piece, which is always fun. Come see it. And remember... Our opinion, just like saving a bunch of snakes from fire since they're going straight to hell anyway, does not matter. (laughs) 